0: You're listening to a podcast from 702.
1: 702 Family Matters.
0: So every Monday after 11 o'clock, we do our Family Matters feature. And today, we're discussing what is often called adultification. That's when a young person is forced to grow up before their time. And I wonder if you have been forced to grow up before your time in whatever circumstance. How have you dealt with that? And how has that affected you now when you're much older? There are various circumstances that can lead to this. In some instances, parents get ill. And as a child, you have to rise to the occasion and take over responsibility. In some instances, the parents or the guardians will pass away or they work from home. Sometimes they just abandon you and you have to step up as the oldest kid to take responsibility over your siblings, over the household, and sometimes even responsibility over your parents or your guardians. Because children sometimes find themselves taking charge of a household in terms of decision-making responsibilities as as well as the responsibility to provide for the physical, the social, and the emotional needs of others. So I want you to share your experiences with us? Have you had to grow up before your time? And what were the circumstances? Because sometimes adultification happens when children have to solve their parents' problems. Sometimes children find themselves offering advice and mediating between family members. And I want us to talk about how this affects you as a child and what are the long-term effects. And if you have been in that position when you were a child where you had to step up and you couldn't be a child because for whatever circumstance and whatever reason, you had to take up the responsibility of leading the household, what impact does that had on you now when you're much older? And what impact did that have on you when you were a child? I'd like to hear your experiences on 01-8830702. you can share them via the WhatsApp line on 072-702-1702, or you can send us an SMS on 31702 Nkateko Ndala Mukoro is a counseling psychologist who's going to be guiding us through this discussion Nkateko thank you so much for making time good morning
2: Good morning, Clement, and good morning to the listeners.
0: Yeah, just to confirm, is it Mohoro? Yes,
2: it's Ngadak Kondala Mohoro. Great, thank you you so much for that. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, I don't know where we start with this conversation um, because Mm -hmm. it really is said what some children have to go through and, and sometimes we don't see the impacts immediately When you are a child and you're mediating in the conflict between your parents or you're a child and your parents are sick or they work from home or they've passed away or they've abandoned you and you have to take Mm. up the responsibility of raising your children. Mm. But sometimes we notice the impact much later when we are old because there Mm. are long-term impacts. Talk to us about when you are a child and you have to take up that responsibility. What's the immediate impact? to your childhood at that stage?
2: Mm. I think that the most immediate one will be a robbed, um, you know, a childhood. Uh, a child is not free to be a child and Usually in this experiences of being a a child, you're supposed to be, you know, free from this responsibility, this uh, adult responsibility, May have room for you to learn, to explore, to grow, to make mistakes. But in this space of being a parentified child, you are unable to do that because, you know, you can't make mistakes. You cannot be a child because you have responsibilities already. Um, that are set for you, and and I think we need to also differentiate, Clement, um, to say to 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 the listeners, we're not talking about irresponsibility, or we're not talking about spoiled children, or not taking care of things that you know children can still um, do around the house, you know, the chores around the house, or being sent here and there. We're talking about heavy responsibility that an adult will have taken care of things, you know, picking up somebody, picking up um uh, the siblings from school or supervising their homework supervising back time um you know similar to the 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 topic that we did i think it was a, a month or a, a, and a half ago of you know taking care of um disabled parents and this will also be the same the immediate one you know where a child when they are not home by a certain time they will be highly anxious because of the responsibility and they cannot necessarily be carefree
0: mm, mm. Sure. And, and there are obviously a lot of challenges to child-headed um, families. You've spoken about the immediate consequences. Mm-hmm. What are the long-term consequences? Mm-hmm. So if, as Clement, for some reason I had to take up that responsibility mm-hmm. as a child, what am I likely to see in my adult stage? Sure.
2: And, and I think one of the major ones, and uh, I, I will mention the... Um, emotional or the psychological consequences but the other major ones will be the relational um, the relational positions that this person will be in, um, because they are so used to taking uh, care of other people, they themselves are unable to be, to receive the care from other people. You know, um, if the person is in a romantic relationship with, with someone, um, later on, they are, they want to still be the controller in the relationship because they are used to taking care uh, control mm. over things, and there can even be a clash of personalities where maybe their, their counterpart, uh, sorry, their spouse want to take care of them and they cannot receive that love. They cannot receive that care uh, from a person or even boundaries as well. Because, in this environment where the parentified child is in where maybe a a, a parent is always blotting out their problems their issues, and there's no boundary lines between who's the parent and who's the child, and this child is gets involved in adults' problems this uh, person growing up can have issues in having boundaries in their lives because they there was none drawn in their immediate um uh, you know uh, household uh, in terms of of what are the different roles that different people are supposed to play as well, and then then um, obviously not neglecting, as I said, you know the emotional or the psychological impact of you know being a highly anxious person because you need to take care of things, you need to not forget about details, uh, depression, suicidality as well because you know you're thinking I lost so much of my and of of my life, um, of my childhood I've not been able to enjoy. And even just compulsively overworking when a person is not busy with something, they will try to keep themselves busy and uh, the feelings of guilt and shame around, as I said, uh, taking care of yourself, buying yourself something nice because you knew that you had to be so responsible that you had to even take care of the budget in the house um, you know, unrelated an unrelenting worry isolation and again this coming feeding from childhood because in childhood you had to often be isolated from peers for you to be able to take care of what is happening in the household and that therefore that becomes a normal pattern uh, for you to go about it you know Uh, on the weekend when you're supposed to rest you're finding that you know you can only um, self isolate because you, you don't even know what is this thing of playing, you know, of working hard and playing hard. You can't go play with the other kids, as you know, it's called in the streets these days, uh, because you were unable to play with the other kids, um, uh, uh you know, uh, in, in, in a, in a, in a true sense. And now metaphorically, you, you are feeling guilty about going out to play with the other kids.
0: Yeah, um it's it's just incredible how sometimes we just l- probably undermine the long-term consequences when you talk about control maybe even in your relationship mm. wanting to have control mm. and you don't realize that this comes mm. from the from the time when you didn't have a choice but to take control and this is something mm. that you've gotten used to i want to bring in the listeners now 011-883-0702. have you found yourself in that situation where you are too much in control whether it's in your friendship, whether it's in your relationship, in your marriage, because of how you had to get accustomed to having that control and exercising it when you were a child. You didn't really have a choice. And what impact has that done to your relationship with your own siblings that you had to care for? And maybe you're a a sibling that was cared for by an older brother, an older sister, how has that affected how you guys relate with one another and and what changes are you seeing in your older siblings as a result of their intervention when you guys were young and they had to take up responsibility um in the household makosonke you're calling us from jabulani in soweto good morning
3: good morning clement how are you sir? i'm all
0: right man how are you
3: i'm good i'm good and your guest as well sure um yeah, Clement. Well, look in my journey, um, I basically became sort of like a husband to my mom and my sister. Mm. Um, uh, mm. Given the fact that um, my my mom um, got divorced with my dad and she was a single parent, mm. and um, now I I I worked as a child, and uh, and then I, mm. I I assisted in terms of my mom taking care of the family. What I've learned from that situation is that that has taught me responsibility in terms of financial responsibility mm. as, as 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 a husband, you know, and uh, and also that that also taught me responsibility and 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 also I found that um, um, uh, um, I was able to to become mature, and yes, I do accept the fact that it does. Somewhere somehow become a challenge in terms of you become a fully 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 become a child fully, you know. But I uh, for me I was blessed enough that there were interventions of mentorship, you know, um, whereby um, uh, Bishop Musa Son, the presiding uh, bishop of Great Bible Church, played a a spiritual role in terms of teaching me um, biblical principles Mm. that. That created the balance in, 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 in terms of what you're asking right now, that it mm. become too controlling and stuff like that. And then also, what I find also is that um, Lucas Hatebe's mom, a soccer okay, legend, um, um, ran sort of like a, a, a foster care. And, 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 and from there, we were a lot of children. But for some reason, Lucas Hatebe mentored me with leadership due to the fact that the foundation that my mom has laid of leadership. Then that made him realize that there's a potential in me being mentored around leadership. I mean, he told me out of all the kids that he staying, there were mm. a lot of kids, like, like maybe 20 kids staying in that, um, in that family. Yeah. And, 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 and I was affirmed in the fact that he was also providing financial because the foster the, 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 the kid that the mother was running was not funded by government or anything, mm. but he actually mm. was funding it. So the, played, okay,
0: mm-hmm. so, so, so the support we were structures were, were quite significant sorry. there, mm-hmm. Makosonke. the support structures around you helped you create that balance and, and somehow find mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing your experience, Makosonke. I really, really appreciate your call. Mm-hmm. And, and I suppose uh mm-hmm. Ngateko, this just goes to show that it's 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 not just I don't want to say doom and Mm -hmm. gloom, but there are people who use that experience to say, oh, I learned financial responsibility because at the very young age, I had to learn to balance. Mm -hmm. I had to learn to know what I'm Mm -hmm. spending money on. And and that somehow has contributed to my maturity when it comes to my finances today. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and, and I think what is also key in listening to Marcosonko's um story is that support structure that he got also yeah. in the extension. So his hands got extended in taking care of um his family, you know. Um usually and that's also what literature shows us when you're taking care of or the you being responsible is being rewarded and awarded, you know, you have a more positive response than when it's an unending journey or when, you know, you are also criticized, Um, you know, in in especially where the parents are emotionally abusive, where there's substance use, uh, where there's neglect as well. uh, Often parents become critical as well. So you can never do anything good enough. You have to take care of them emotionally. You know, you are just like the father that uh, abandoned them. You are just like their own, you know, parents that have abandoned them and they will also, you know, lash out in that way. So I think also that balance and I think you also highlighted Clement, that the support that Makosonke got and that recognition it helps to buffer against the negative consequences for later on in life. Um I will also be interested um you know to obviously hear from other people in terms of um you know Makos- as far as makosonke's story go, how how you know they related to that strong. Um responsible you know because also and i 'm not saying that's the case with Makkosonange, but it can come across as somebody who's got it all under control yeah. and therefore it can be hard to relate to such a person who looks like they've got it all under control because they they th- that is how they are they were hardwired they can mm. never drop any ball because mm. the life of the sister and the mom dependent on them having everything under control and also there's a phenomenon called uh, emotional incest as well that we also you know when we're talking about parentified children yeah. we also look at where uh, parents are not often aware, it's not out of, you know, it's not covered incest, like in sexual abuse, mm. but where the parent become, you know, Mako already highlighted and said, I was a husband. I became a husband mm. to my mom. Mm. And we're not saying in a sexual way, but emotionally you can imagine a son mm. having to step up to the shoes of what an adult male should have done exactly. in that um, environment. And yeah. maybe oftentimes we also see it in the way where you know, especially with the firstborn sons, when they're supposed to get married and then the mother becomes very hostile or actually the whole family yeah. become very hostile because now you're taking away our husband, you're taking away our breadwinner, you're taking mm. away this person who used to take yeah, care of us that's the,
0: and that's what these people have become now, they're not just the children mm-hmm. this is not mm-hmm. just my son but this mm-hmm. is someone who had taken over responsibility mm-hmm. and and has filled mm-hmm. the role and the responsibility of of a husband Elsie, mm-hmm. you calling from Leondale mm-hmm. thank you for your patience, good morning
4: Good morning. I would like to tell my story. Like, you know, those years our parents had to come to Johannesburg and look for a job. Mm. And then we stay in one big house with our grandmother
2: mm. and
4: lots of siblings and some aunts there. So I was, I had to be a, a mother to my brother. I had to take care of him at the age of eight. Mm. But what I want to, what I want to, want to emphasize a lot about it is like I'm married now and still I have that picture of my brother being a, Rather, i like to take care of my husband. I feel like if I don't do something, it's not going to happen. I will make sure if something is wrong, I want to take care of it mm-hmm. as soon as possible. I want to, and it brings a lot of fight in our, in my marriage because of, I just even feel like, but I'm doing my best. Why couldn't you see that mm-hmm. I'm doing my best? Mm-hmm. And he feels like I'm not giving him a chance to be a husband, but I, the thing I'm struggling with is because of, I always want to make sure that Things are working fine. If, if I'm not doing it, nobody else is going to do it. So I'm, that's the problem that I'm struggling with.
0: Yeah. Oh, else. You know? And I... even a lot
4: of things that, and even a lot of things that she, she mentioned there about you end up feeling like you're not good enough. Mm. You, I can never go out and maybe feel I sacrifice a lot. I will never feel out like if I can go and do my head, to my nails, mm. I will feel like what about if I have to go and buy myself something, I'll rather wait for a sale. But mm. if I have to go and buy something for my sibling, I will not buy first. I'm not waiting for the sale. I will buy mm. it immediately. Mm. So I feel like I don't know how to deal with the situation. Mm. I've been trying to to say that, no, man, let me leave the things and allow him to do. Mm. But automatically, I'll just end up going to look maybe for a handyman mm. to come and do what exactly.
0: do. Yeah, Elsie, let's... Ngateko, how do you advise Elsie? Yeah, I
2: think... Um, and, and Elsie, uh, you know, thank God you've got a, a supportive husband who does not also, it sounds like he's not taking advantage of that kindness, that goodness, that mercy. Um, I think take it in. It's hard to accept that help. Uh, When you're used to taking care of other people, take it in to say you deserve. Also, that's what it plans, uh, Clement. It plans the emotion of non-deserving and worthlessness, Mm. Um, again, in the long run, that if anybody else is worth it, but me because if you were called out to say your brother needs bread and you needed to stop what Mm. you needed to stop doing on the street playing or watching TV or playing Mm. a game or Mm. you know playing with your dolls and you have to take care of somebody else it meant Mm. that you had to constantly be told your priorities are not important Mm. than the person that you need to take to the loo or the person that you need Mm -hmm. to make a sandwich for
0: yeah Elsie Thank you so much so, and so, good, so, good so, luck.
2: Yeah, so yeah. So at the heart of it it will be really just realizing that you too, just like the next person that you're doing something mm. for, you are just as with and, and building that self with.
0: Yeah, and, and I want you after the eyewitness news headlines to tell us how do you start that work, um, in Karteco of of building that confidence and, and the awareness that I'm also worthy. And I don't need to be in control of everything else. I can get assistance from my husband. I can get assistance from my my wife. How do you begin that work? We'll talk about it in the second half hour. Um, and I'm seeing your tweets as well that are coming through. I'll get to them. Ranzu, I see your tweet. Lorenzo says, yo, Clement, I'm triggered by what your guest is saying. I'm a control freak. Everywhere, my mother died when I was nineteen and was already working because I finished grade twelve at fifteen. I had to take care of my six six siblings so oh, uh, Ranzu I, I hear you and, and and we'll talk about how do you start the work of loosening up a little bit and and allowing other people to help so you don't feel you are alone in this so you don't feel um you are not even worthy of caring for yourself because for the longest time other people have always been a priority it's eleven thirty.
1: 702 family matters so
0: we continue with our with our discussion on our family matters feature which is around adultification right and I'm asking you if you have found yourself in a situation where you had to grow up before your time I actually had a conversation with Bukhile, just off record about how sometimes when we were young we were not protected from certain information from certain conversations and which is which is where I want us to pick up from nkateko because sometimes people grow before their time because number 1 they must be a shoulder to cry on maybe if there's the abuse at home they have to take the responsibility of being the shoulder to cry on for the mom that can be a lot emotionally but also, number two, there are often conflicts in the home that children sometimes are not protected from. Like there's certain information, there's certain things that they should be protected from. They are not. And they have to be part of meetings that expect them to grow quicker. And And I wonder how that also falls in, in the broader concept of adultification, where as a child, you even sometimes have to mediate. Your parents are fighting. And you must be a mediator you're mm. only 13 you're seeing the violence your mom is hurt mm. and mom runs to you to complain and somehow you must be a shoulder to cry on but for some some reason you must also mediate um between your fer- your parents mm. in that conflict mm-hmm.
2: and that is really not not fair um i really always say um you know, it's a definition that I've just coined to say children are full-grown humans in a growing body. So meaning that oftentimes I think parents make a mistake of thinking that because it is a child they won't absorb it because it's a child They won't understand because the child we can we can fight in front of them they will not notice or it won't affect them or they will have forgotten about it the next day and it's making those mistakes to think that the children will forget about it i will say as young as a child in utero they can absorb what is happening in their surroundings they can absorb children as sponges, they can absorb the emotion. And because they don't have the language ability that is developed enough to express what they're feeling, thinking, and hearing, um, they often are more hypersensitive to what is happening around them. So it's, it's, it's quite unfair that we, as parents um, or adults, put children around, you know, um, um, through that. Um, so we need to be careful, even as a shoulder, to cry on. Yes, I understand. Maybe in a household where the the, the what you were describing, you know, where there's abuse and this uh, um, a mother or a father or a sister runs to to the child to share with them. But it's to say, let's use other platforms and other spaces that are available. Go to the aunt. Go to the mother next door. Go to the men's forum or support group. Um, you know, the child is not the only place to cry to just because of the immediacy of you know their available yeah, and and this is really a, a real thing emotional incest, incest is a real thing and it's almost as real as uh, the, the physical um incest in terms of how it affects the child because then the child feels like they are responsible to do something and i have had many adults who have been children in those instances where they have to be the tibang tibangs uh, had to you know um diffuse arguments between children where now they are feeling guilty even about the position of each parent feeling like they are responsible for their well-being they should have you know protected them more but how can how can a 4 year old or a 6 year old protect an, a, a big person from an altercation and and that is really really unfair and we need to look at that um closely as uh, as parents
0: yeah yeah let's go to some more calls um i've got messages as well maybe let me start with the voice note the uh, tabo nicholas i see you i'm coming to you just shortly let me read these text messages um that have come through someone says clement i was forced to grow up when my mother passed on when i was 10 i had to learn to cook and wash for my father and my niece at that age i'm 30 now and a day is too long with my girlfriend i want her gone i feel uncomfortable when anyone else touches anything that belongs to me or cook for me mm. or be in my space. Sure. Mm. Another person says, mm. Mm. I had to take care of myself growing up since grade one because I was staying with my granny who was only coming home on weekends from her work as a domestic worker. Now my wife struggles with me because I still insist on doing everything myself. And this is the same as that mm. call we got from Elsie. From mm. Tabo, you are calling mm. us from Midrand. Good morning. Good morning, Timon. Hey, Tibos.
1: Can you hear me, trouble? Yes, uh, I can. can. You... Go ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah, so we recently gone through something very tragic where my mother was murdered by my father oh. and oh. he's been arrested since. So I'm currently looking after my two younger siblings. So we... oh. he's been... Very hectic from just being a brother to finding schools for the kids, making sure school fees are paid. It's a never-ending thing, and to basically being single mm. parents.
0: Oh, Tabo, I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm. I'm really so sorry to hear that. How many how many siblings do you have?
1: Uh, two younger siblings. How old are they? Two younger siblings, um, ten and thirteen.
0: And how old are you? I'm
1: um, twenty-six. Well, it
0: 25, yeah. mm. How are they taking it, mm. Tabo? Because um, on mm. the one hand, as you say, they're dealing with this tragic mm. tragic event and at the same time, mm. at their age, when they need um, the love and the nurture of a guardian, mm. they are now running to you as a sibling and, and, and I can only imagine the pressure that is also on you
1: mm-hmm.
0: as, as the elder mm. brother. How are they taking it?
1: It's it's been let me say because they've gone from both loving parents to no parents at all because mm-hmm. both parents are taken in different ways and another difficult aspect is that you can't shield them from what has happened the tragedy and also the other side mm-hmm. because they need to know why there is no child anymore and the media doesn't make it easier mm-hmm. it's a very big case and it's mm-hmm. so ongoing, so it's really been a trauma for them to Constant, you know, Mm -hmm. postponement and Mm -hmm. courts that you know we have to leave them to go and find out what's happening, come back, they need to know because we weren't there. Mm -hmm. So, so a constant rehashing of the trauma, new environment, new Mm -hmm. everything.
0: What about you, Tabo? Because sometimes, uh, and and, uh, you are dealing Mm -hmm. with, you have to mourn, you're dealing with how tragic Mm -hmm. this is as an elder brother, but at the same time time is against you because here are the siblings that need to be taken care of and i think sometimes as elder brothers as elder sisters we put our mourning aside we put our trauma aside because here's a responsibility that we're dealing with and and i wonder how you are balancing one you also experience this tragic event you also need to mourn you also need to deal with the trauma that came with this event, but at the same time, you've got this responsibility over your siblings. Like, have you found the balance? How are you How are you dealing with that?
1: Mine has been, can I say, it's been intermittent, so I touch on it when I can, when i afforded that moment to give mm-hmm. myself, but with everything happening so often, you still need to work so that you can, the kids can eat because the legal process is also mm-hmm. de- it's so delayed because you can't do anything for the kids. And it's it's hard mm. from I've never I don't have a child myself, so I've never experienced parenting at all. So it's literally child by error. Mm. And you don't get it right. Mm. People always have a say on you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right, you know? And yeah, mm. it's not easy and even on your own side you can't afford like the moment to actually be vulnerable because things fall apart when you take your eye off the ball.
0: Mm. And are you working now, Tabo? Mm. Excuse me? Are you, are you employed?
1: Yes, I am employed, which is also another matter, you know, dealing with work and other yeah. youngsters and exposed work space. politics mm. mm. right. of biology, mm. you know, that, I do that energy for it because there's a million mm. and one thing there. I don't think I know also the needs of the children because work needs to take a hold when something comes up with the child, you need to go to the school, you know, mm. there's mm. always something, you know, you need to balance. You're trying to make your way in this corporate ladder, that's not very easy to navigate as a black yeah.
0: person. Mm. And where, where do you even get the energy for that, Tabo, with so yeah. much that you're dealing with? Yeah.
1: Um, you can't keep you eye off the board, there's always these things, groceries that you're used to, you know, there must always mm. be covered, things that need to be constantly mm. watched. And you take your eye off one thing, mm. it's the utility bills, and, yeah, it's always it's always something, Minister. Mm.
0: Oh, Tibos, um, mm. so, so th- thank you for your bravery, uh, thank you for mm-hmm. your bravery to share such a tragic, tragic, mm-hmm. um, tragic event with us and, and I thank you for calling to share your experience with us and, um, and I'm wishing you, mm-hmm. um, I'm wishing you the best, I'm wishing you well, you and and your siblings, I can only imagine how difficult that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: um, mm-hmm.
0: Let's take a break, it's four minutes mm-hmm. before twelve.
2: The Money Show
0: Weekday evenings at 6
2: On the next Money Show The comedian, actor and director Glenn Biderman-Pam He is the genius actor Who is behind my crawly teacher And other viral
3: advertising We'll talk about his money On other people's money The Mid-Best Chief Executive Takes us through the company's results They're going to be good Toby Shapshak, The Chief at Stuff Studios Next time on The Money Show The Money Show With Bruce
1: Whitfield On 702 702
3: the Money Show with Bruce Whitfield, proudly brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking. Building economic prosperity through actionable conversations after 2022 beyond the budget. That's Africanacity. APSA is a registered FSP.
0: The Department of Trade, Industry and Competition is pleased to announce the now simplified clothing, textiles, footwear, And leather growth program this program ensures better support for the growth of the clothing textiles and footwear and leather goods manufacturing sectors incentive amounts obtainable range from 5 million to 20 million rand with partial grants and interest free loans depending on the level of the project Industrial Development Corporation administers the program on behalf of the DTIC Applications are now open. For further information, contact the program manager, Mr. Lucky Taitza, on 011 269 3485 or at
1: idc.co.za. 702 Family Matters. All
0: right, let's continue with your calls. Nicholas, you're calling us from Pretoria. Good morning.
1: Hello,
3: how are
0: you? I'm all right, Nicholas. How are you doing?
3: Uh, I'm good uh, Clement, you're speaking to, to Nicholas. This uh, I'm a time caller, this topic has touched me anyway. Mm. Because uh, I'm one of those who, uh, the situation has forced me to grow up in a uh, very young age. I've grown up in, in, in Pumalanga, a uh, certain place called Hamaria. Mm. So it's my my, my bad place. So, uh, use at about uh, 1995, I was in Madrid Then, uh, uh, in fact, from when I was uh, in grade uh, 10, this way I could see that you now things are not right at home. You see, then I uh, started doing all jobs around and with the little money I got, I used to, to give it uh, to mom at home or to buy something, soap or whatever the might be at home. I couldn't use that money for myself. And that thing just uh, went on and on, uh, knowing that I have to provide at home. Even if when I start working, not uh, even a, 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 a permanent job, it was the guardians, but the little money I got from the guardians, I was also utilizing to, uh, to, to, you know, it for, for my siblings so that they can get those, uh, they can get something to give. And now I've uh, become that person of uh, the giver. I'm not the receiver. So most of the time I feel, I feel okay when I'm giving, but then when I'm receiving, it's, it's not something which I,
1: mm.
3: I really appreciate. Mm. And my problem is that I give to such an extent that uh, I could also go on debt. To help someone else, so this this thing is really uh, 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 life is really happening. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because uh, even, and I don't I don't like to to be helped.
1: Mm. Mm.
3: And I like to be on my own. Like uh, I don't have friends, anyway. I don't go to friends. I, I only have uh, uh, if uh, my routes you can even count them. Mm. I'm driving from home to work. From work to home, mm. from home either to mall, from mall yeah. to home. It's Yo, how I'm, Nicolas, I'm. I'm not. I'm not social. Yeah,
0: you're reminding so. me of of what I often tell my friends, and they sometimes say, "Oh, why are you saying it as if you're proud of it?" Because I, I often say, "I'm self-sufficient." <laughs> whether it comes to yeah. work or whether it comes to relationships or or family, I'm like I'm self-sufficient. So I I have developed for some reason, and and maybe it is has got to do with perhaps the role I had to play when I was a child in my family. But but I, I often get to a point where I have to even remind myself that you're self-sufficient, you can do it. If someone is not there to do it, you can do it. And you create capacity for that. But what that does is it isolates you, right? You're part of a community. And it's important that you allow yourself to be helped by the community it's important that you are part of that group we're human beings and and we are created to belong right not to function um in in some lonely path on our own and and i hope um nicholas you are going to start the journey of of starting to appreciate and allowing yourself uh to be part of of a community Gateko, i want to bring you in to pick up what nicholas is saying how how does someone like Nicholas, someone like Elsie and the other listeners that have shared the consequences of, of the role they played when they were young, consequences of adultification, how do they start doing the work so that they're not too much in control, so that they allow themselves to feel worthy and be helped by others? And I
2: think it's, uh, you know, looking at yes you you were robbed but also at the same time and when when we are um looking at the feeling of worthiness yes you were robbed but what are the strengths that you brought to that space um and looking at those strengths and highlighting those strengths uh, so you talking about self-sufficiency um you know and i think in this world uh, people who are self-sufficient uh, can only be admired but yes to the uh, you know uh, maybe a demise uh, to our own demise because when we need help we don't speak about it but self-sufficiency is a strength and we need to also pat our backs uh, resilience being resilient as well you know to say children who have been parentified are very resilient individuals so meaning that You can again look at this positive trade and say, then it means I am worth a shot. I am worth being looked at. And then um, the dynamic of what I spoke about, which is something that gets cemented in, in us to say, uh, because, and, and, and uh, to me, it was not in, in a parentified way, but it was to, um, uh, you know, scoot over. What is it? Because, you know, my parents are pastors and they were always visitors mm. in our home. And we always had to move over for the visitors. And that also planted unworthiness, uh, in me to say there are other people who are more important uh, than me. And I had to now, when I started to develop boundaries, uh, then realize where the boundarylessness comes from. And it came from that place of not feeling worthy. And it's to say that, you know, as I breathe on this earth, as I am, I don't even need to come with anything in this world um you know so maybe uh for for somebody who thinks okay if i go visit friends and i don't feel like you know being the uh, life of a party or i don't have anything to bring is to say my presence is a present enough you know me being there just as a human being breathing i am with these people's spaces i'm with for them to be in my space and not for me to have to cook. You know, if you've got if you are typically one of those people where people are saying, We're coming over and you're thinking I don't have something to cook for them, is to let it go and to accept, okay, I don't have something to cook. They want to come see me for me. They are not coming to see me for my cooking. If they are coming for my cooking, it's their own issue, and I am building that self with outside what I can do for people, what I can provide for them, the gifts that I can bring to them, or the help that I can. So It's to make yourself uncomfortable, even in that uncomfortable, sorry, comfortable in that uncomfortable situation of saying I am coming as I am and I'm going to start to accept myself as I am without having to have these extra things. And that's often where the self-isolation comes in is to Mm -hmm. say, I know when I go wherever I'm going to be at. Expected to do one, two, three. You know, they know I'm a good cook or I I am, you know, I'm a, I am a good host or, you know, I am going to transport things from here to there or I will help them to decorate. No, it's to say, I'm going to that party and I'm going to enjoy just like any other guest. I'm going to sit down and fold my hands this time around and enjoy. So usually that's where that self-isolation comes in because you feel you are expected to do something wherever you are always. When people are coming to you, you are expected to then uh, do something for them. So it's to really encourage that inner worthiness of saying I am good enough within myself without any extra things. Um, and and if I can, Clement, go back a little bit to Tabo. And I like like the questions that you you asked and, uh, you know, with the exploration that you had with him. It was really uh, quite good to help him to also experience experience that care and that love to say somebody's listening uh, to them, but it's to go back to Tabo and say the people who are criticizing him about his parenting, it's time that he cuts them off. He should have boundaries. He should uh, treat them at arm's length, uh, because they don't even they don't even have a clue of what he's going through. If they are unable to be empathetic, then you know they are sort of uh, you know I'm gonna be harsh and say useless for his life. So you know he should shut them out and do the parenting the way that he thinks it's okay, or do the the big brother uh, um, little siblings the way that he thinks mm-hmm. he can do it and that the way that he thinks he can afford it, even if it might mean taking them to a foster care, that is also fine because he himself is still grieving and is still oh, dealing yeah. with a lot of issues. So it's to draw those boundaries and say, I don't have to be this superhuman being because he did not sign up for this. Yes, he mm. cares and he loves his uh, younger siblings, but he did not sign up for this. This was all of a sudden and he needs to take a moment for himself.
0: Yeah, no, Thank you so much for 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 just uh, coming, and and advising Tabo mm-hmm. on that Gatekko mm-hmm. and and by the way we did ask Tabo if he's seeing a psychologist um he says the kids mm-hmm. the siblings are seeing a psychologist mm-hmm. but he's had to put his mm-hmm. aside at the moment due mm-hmm. to financial reasons and I know we often have generous listeners on the Clement mm-hmm. Manetella show so if mm. if you are able to assist Tabo, please get in touch with us. Email me on cm at seven o two dot co dot or you can quickly call now. The producers can take your call before the midday report starts. Um, if you are a therapist, if you're a counselling psychologist, and you can provide some, some help um for Tabo. And Kateko, I have to thank you so much for mm. guiding us through this important conversation and for helping. Our listeners who have gone through this experience of adultification of, of becoming parents and, and growing before their age Helping them with how they can actually um, Start the work of feeling worthy, the work of knowing that they don't have to be in control Thank you for making time Kateko Ndala Mohoro is a counseling psychologist and thanks to you uh, for calling us and sharing your experiences with us